Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Ferg Friday here on the show, as it is every week, as we are joined by the Auburn Observer's own Justin Ferguson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a busy time of year. Get basketball and football going at the same time, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Do you, uh, is, it, is it a nice change of pace when you write that first uh, takeaways newsletter for, uh, for, uh, for basketball instead of football? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and my thing is, is that I always, I know basketball more than I know football. I played basketball. I didn't play football sure. growing up. And even though it's like not even comparable to what college basketball is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it always is good to get that kind of, uh, you know, you get to go back to a sport that you've, you've followed and you've known more about most of your life. And also, um, you know, the last two places I worked at, they were like, we don't really want you to cover basketball that much. And I'll be like, ah, you can't tell me what to do anymore. No. Um, so, uh, I decide so everything now. Dang it. Yep. yep. If I want to write, if I want to write nearly 3000 words about a basketball game, I can do yep. that. You absolutely can. And I hope that you do. I love it when you write 3000 words on a basketball game. So it's fun. Um, yeah, and we'll talk basketball in just a moment. I want to I want to get your thoughts on Auburn versus Mississippi State. To me, the storyline going into this is obviously terrible performance a week ago by the offense. I think we're all happy with what the defense did. Yeah. But does does this type of thing beat you twice? Because in the past, it kind of has because it's yeah. just been so tough when you have a performance like that to bounce back. Does that change? Is that a Bo Nix thing? Or does that drop off, you know, when the old coaching staff left and this new one came in and, you know, we've spent all season talking about the culture and and all of that. Can can a game like last Saturday possibly hurt them uh, against Mississippi State? It could. And, I mean, I think that's yeah. going to be the big measurement of this game is going to be, you know, can you bounce back from it? And Auburn's done a good job. I mean, they 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 – lost to Georgia didn't look great in that game on offense. And then they have their best offensive game, especially through the air of the season at Arkansas. So like, it's possible. And you could, could chalk up last week to, Hey, Texas a and really good on defense. They're right. really talented. Um, you know, top 10 in the country in defensive SP plus, they've got a lot of talent. Um, and you just didn't have it. And, and it laid bare a lot of your issues Mississippi State is not that team on that side of the ball. They're good. Um, they've got it. They've got a solid defense. Although I think some of the weirdness of their stats this season can kind of like it needs to be kind of taken in context. But um, yeah, this is a real test. Like Bo Nix, do you have a short memory? Wide receivers, can you get back to what you were doing against Arkansas and Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line, can you find ways to generate good rushing lanes for your running backs? And the running backs break some tackles, spring some of those big plays that they were missing against A and M. It's you know it's 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 the measurement of short memory. We've heard Brian Harson talk about it since he got here. One and zero, one and zero every week. Right? You know, we do whatever. You, and so what happened last week didn't matter when you win. It shouldn't matter when you lose either. All that matters is what what's ahead. And so that's the real test this week because on paper Auburn is a more talented team than Mississippi State. This is very similar to like when they beat Ole Miss and they beat Arkansas. There are challenges. These yep. aren't going to be pushovers by any means, but these are teams usually Auburn beats 
when they play good football. Uh, and then you do it at home. You know, there's some things kind of leaning in your favor. But, yeah, it's a, it's a real test. You can't let that beat you twice. And uh, you especially can't do that on offense because I think the defense, it's going to be different. And I expect the Auburn's defense to play well. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't expect State to stay out of the end zone the whole game. And I don't expect them to have really low passing yards in it because that's just the nature of their offense. Right. The the conversation about what a defense does to change what they do against this air raid is fun. It's a fun conversation to have. And I've speculated on the show throughout the week, like, okay, what are we doing with the linebackers? Is it Chandler Wooten that's going to be in there? Is it Owen? Like, you can't talk yourself into taking Zacoby McLean off the field. No. What do you think they do with linebackers this week? Because I think that's a really, really fun thing to speculate about. I think you do. I think you see more Owen. I think that's it's more of his game is in pass coverage than Chandler. I mean, and no disrespect to Chandler, it's just sure. Owen's got more speed, more more you know coverage ability. That's kind of what he's known for a little bit more than Chandler is. And so I think you see Owen play a lot, and I think you can't take Zacoby out. And I think Zacoby's gotten better this season at some of the coverage stuff and and you know being a more well rounded linebacker instead of just a dude that kills people and and runs and run support, which he does an excellent job of. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean. I honestly don't think Auburn has to change a ton of what they've done on defense recently. This whole like keep everything in front of you and 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 uh, you know lock it down on third downs and in the red zone like that's how you beat an air raid because look it's not complicated what Mississippi State does. Mike Leach has run the so- same four plays out of different formations pretty much his entire career and go back to the times where teams have had a really really hard time of slowing down the air raid. It's like, well, we can just do – we're good. We can run our man stuff and do it. It's like, no, nah, they'll mess you to death. They'll mm-hmm. do a bunch of stuff that, that – you know, they'll do a bunch of those beaters that, like, work in that situation. So, Auburn's done more zone recently. They've played more off-man stuff. Like, that's the type of defense you use against, against them. And, like, let them nickel and dime you because that's what they're going to want to do. But also keep in mind that it's like, you know – you have been really good in third downs and in red zone situations. And if you've been good against offenses that are a little bit more explosive and a little more varied in what they do, you should be able to do it against an offense that can give you challenges, but it is more predictable in the fact that you just know the ball is going to go in the air and you kind of know it's going to come out quickly most every play. Right, right. And I also think part of it is the air raid isn't as much of a shock to the system from like week in, week, week out preparation than it used to be. Like when Mike Leach was doing this a decade ago, it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is so different. But talking with Chandler Wooten earlier in the week, I asked about that and he's like, well, I mean, they throw it a lot, but like LSU did this type of stuff against us as as well. And I'm like, good point, Chandler. Thank you for sharing ball. Yeah, LSU didn't run the ball against Auburn. and, And, you know, it's not the air raid, but like in a few weeks when they play Alabama, like Alabama, it doesn't seem like they're real gung ho about throwing the ball a ton, uh, you know, th- this year. So like, it has gotten more, you know, common. Passing mm-hmm. is the way to go, and so like, yeah, you're expecting, you know, teams to throw it on first and ten, and you're expecting teams to throw it on third and one and third and two. Like that, that's just how football is played now. And so while the air raid does it in an extension of like, all right, well, we we don't run the ball a ton, but we use our running backs and we use guys out quickly in space to quote unquote run the ball. Right. Um, that's become more commonplace. That has become, you know, there are elements of it that are that are put out throughout college football. I mean, like there are plays like mesh and like Y corner and stuff like that, like air raid staples that 
every playbook kind of has now because they're they're good at what they do in certain situations. Yeah, I, I think the biggest difference is, and I talked about this earlier in the week too, but I'd love your your thoughts on it because you're you're so good at your film stuff. But the 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 quick throws to the running backs, you know, attacking the outside, yeah. your your bubbles type type things, and your smokes and all that, but. That to me is going to be the difference because that's their running game. You know, instead yep. of you know having yep. to worry about defending the a gap, it's like okay, everything's probably going to be outside as far as getting the running back involved behind the line of scrimmage. Right, and and to Auburn's credit, they've done a really good job against those this year. Uh, this is a secondary that's tackled well in space, um, and that's key in a game like this. It because... helps when you have multiple linebackers that can like teleport as well. Right, right, <laughs> but then you, I mean, you look at. You look at guys like you know Zion Puckett this season, yeah. and and others where Ladarius Tennyson did mm-hmm. some of this last week. It's like man, they are just hitting dudes. And, and when you have, it's not just your key guys. It's not just your your Roger McCreary's and your Smoke Mondays of the world. But like when everybody's getting involved in doing that, and you have a good tackling group at linebacker, like you feel better about how you play against the air right now. The thing about the air eight is, is that it comes at you and it kind of wears you down in the fact that it's always like they're always going to try to stay in a game. Mm-hmm. because of that unless you just blow the doors off of them like alabama did that area is gonna make it hang around look at it look at mississippi state this season outside of the alabama game every one of their losses this year is coming it's like three points or less i think and like that tells you something like this is an offense that if they get behind okay we're fine with that because we're going to throw the ball we're not going to run the ball and we don't have to run the ball to be successful um Although one of the more interesting things about this uh, air raid this season from state is they've used it to be a ball control offense. Like they are way up there. In, I think they're seventh or eighth in the country in time of possession this this season. They're possessing really? the ball like an yeah. They're possessing the ball possessing the ball like an option team because what they're doing is they're doing a lot of that short stuff and just letting the clock roll, letting mm-hmm. the clock roll long. You know, you know, uh, chunk it out kind of drives like that. And so um, that's another thing you got to keep in mind as well is that you know. Got to take take your chances on offense when you get them because this isn't like, you know, this air air raid can kind of sometimes get misconstrued to like what Josh Heupel does at Tennessee and somebody's yeah. like, no, no, that's not that. It's more of we are controlling the game by frustrating the heck out of you because we're throwing the ball every down. Right. It's a Ferg Friday here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, business owners and high-income professionals, listen up. Have you considered that by funding a 401k or an IRA, you are potentially creating a massive tax burden on yourself in the future when you retire? All that does is just postpone the tax and tax calculation. Uh, There's ways to better prepare for your retirement. And our friend of the program, Ethan Dahl, the owner of Innovative Financial Solutions, would love to chat with you and help you better prepare for this situation in the future. You can contact him at 251-243-6038 or shoot him an email, ethan at ethandaw.com. Ethan Daw, your alternative to traditional financial planning. This episode of Locked on Auburn brought to you by our friends at McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been a place uh, where you can go. Uh, It's always been great about tasty food, affordable food, but it's more than that. It's a place where friends and family can come together to reconnect, uh, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the way team can come and recharge. And so we love McDonald's here on the show. We talked about uh, the great breakfast that my wife and I got from there earlier in the week and their coffee. I went and got a coffee from there Thursday afternoon 
as well. So a big thank you to McDonald's, our friends, for always being there. I'm loving it. Justin Ferguson, our guest, and Justin, uh, the pass rush to me is still mm-hmm. a question mark. Um, uh, that was something that I brought up going into the A&M game. We didn't really see it. Now, I believe A&M's offensive line is better than Mississippi State's offensive line. Also, yep. Auburn will be at home. I'm sure the crowd will have something to do with it, you know, the the noise and, and impacting Rodgers, the, the Mississippi State quarterback. But what do you think about Auburn's pass rushing situation going into Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think it's something you'll see more on the later downs because the air raid is designed to get the ball and get it out. Right. You know, one you can't sack somebody if the quarterback doesn't have the ball in his hands hardly at all. And so that's the exchange you make. The quick throws can only go so deep downfield if you're good if you're good in coverage. So if you keep everything in front of you and tackle well, you'll open them up into some situations where you get to third and longer, you know, second and longer, and you feel like, all right, well, they're going to have to go a little bit deeper here. Then we can kind of pin our ears back and go after the run. So, or go after the passer. So, this is not a situation where, even though they throw the ball a ton, you don't, you know, you don't sack this offensive, you don't sack these these area quarterbacks a ton unless their offensive line just breaks down. Yeah. And that was a problem they had last year, not as much this year. Um, and so, for Auburn, I think it's just, you know, that there are, you know, there are going to be some times in this game where, the quarterback, Will Rogers, is going to have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. You got to hit those opportunities. You got to put, you got to force them into those situations. You got to be good on early downs to make sure that you give your guys a chance because what they want to do is catch it, throw it, you know, not even open yourself up to the pass rush. Um, so, yes, it's just going to be one of those things where efficiency more than volume, I think, is going to be the big thing for the pass rush in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Derek Hall's had a good few games. Can he put it all together and, you know, possibly bring down the opposing quarterback multiple times? That's something Auburn fans would love to see. It's really kind of the next step for this defense, in my opinion. And having a guy yeah. really step into that role. I mean, I think we all think of Jeff Holland, you know, as far as, like, can Auburn get another guy like that on the edge? I don't right. know if that guy's on this roster right now. I don't think he is. But can somebody like uh, Derek Hall turn into that? Probably, if it's going to be somebody, it's probably Derek Hall. Um, and then, you know, also, it's been fun to watch the rotation um, mm-hmm. between Eku Leota and TD Moultrie, kind of seeing those yeah. guys switch in and out. But to me, that's that's my biggest concern, second biggest concern going into Saturday um, is, is just the pass rush on the edge. Can they Can they get there in time? Yeah, and it's just how many opportunities do you get right. to, to do that. And to do that, you have to be good on early downs, and you have to make sure you force them into situations where they can't just quick pass, quick pass, quick pass all game long. You've got to give some opportunities where Rodgers is going to have to hold on the ball. And when you get those shots, go for it. Uh, and, yeah, it's just going to come down to winning one-on-one uh, because you're going to probably play you know, some cloud coverage. You're going to drop drop guys back and in, in kind of in space to try to throw everything off and – Make sure you have all, all the all the possibilities covered. So yeah, it's going to take these pass rushers to just win some one on one matchups to fight through some 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 double teams when they when they come their way and and, and affect the quarterback. Um, you know, there have been some games where Auburn's done a really good job at that. There has been some games where they've had a tougher time getting that going consistently. And it's I mean that's just kind of the thing from Auburn in general this season. I think year one and new systems, new ways of doing things on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm you can see the foundation and you can see, okay, with more time, this is where it goes. How many, how many teams have Auburn played this season where they're in year two of a system and you're like, ah, okay. All right. They look better than they did last year. Right. 
you got to get those seeds in. You got to get those signs in right now. And I think the pass rush is one of them. I, there have been some times where Auburn's pass rush has looked really, really good. And there's been some times where they've kind of disappeared a little bit. It's consistency and it's still adjusting to, do, to doing different things because they're doing a lot more blitzing and a lot more disguising than they have in the past. Jay Ferg, my biggest concern for Auburn on Saturday is will they be able to run the football or not? Yep. And, I mean, this is a game like Tank Bixby had a really good game against State a year ago. Uh, it was kind of, uh, that's right. That's right. And so can they do that again? I mean, Mississippi State had a pretty good defensive season ago. Um, and arguably was a little bit better last year than this year. So mm-hmm. maybe they can get something going on the ground. I think they need that. Once again, hopefully it being at home for the Tigers will, will help fuel yep. that. But the offensive line, you know, I think most of the position groups throughout the season have gotten better. I think the receivers have gotten better. I think we all can agree there, while still inconsistent. As a, as a general rule, I think they are better. And I think yeah. all three levels of the defense have gotten better. I think the running backs are probably, they've probably gotten better. I mean, Jarquez Hunter is a better running back now than he was at the start of the year. I think Bo Nix has improved. The offensive line, I don't know how much better the offensive line has gotten from game one to where they are this week. And it's been up and down. Yeah, yeah, definitely inconsistent. You know, is their floor mm-hmm. higher now than it was at the start of the year? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it is or not. I don't think it is, but if it is, it's not much. Um, but, yeah, I think running the ball on Saturday is the biggest question mark. If they can do that, they win the football game. Yeah, for sure. And, and you look at Mississippi State's run defense this season, teams that want to run the football have been able to run the football against them. Even Bama did. Mm. Uh, you got to go look. A&M ran the ball particularly well on them. Um, there's another one that I'm blanking on right now. But you go look at some of the games where they've had a really good, they've done a really good job at stopping the run. Vanderbilt. Um, they did it at Kentucky, although that was a really weird game where Kentucky wanted to run the ball, but they never had it. They turned it over four times, had a special teams touchdown that kept the ball out of their hands a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky only had the ball for 18 minutes that game, ran like 40 something plays. Like it was, it was, it was not, it was just nonsense. But, um, yeah, I mean, teams have been able, when they make a commitment to running the football, Arkansas definitely last week ran, ran really well, especially in the second half on Mississippi State. You look at this defense, Zach Arnett runs a 3-3-5 that he inherited from his time um, you know, under Rocky Long at San Diego State. That 3-3-5 is pretty good at tackling in space. They're more comfortable. They're stronger in, in it this year. I think they're covering the covering a little bit better, making it a little, a little more disruptive in the secondary this season. Mm-hmm. But running the ball, it's one of those things. It's an odd man front, kind of like when they played Ole Miss uh, a, few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, there will be opportunities for Auburn to go heavy personnel and say, "All right, are you going to put are you going to put more guys up front to match what we've got going right here? And can we get to the second level and can we create some lanes there?" That's a different matchup than A and M, who A and M's got a dude who's probably a first rounder playing defensive tackle. Got another one who could be a first rounder by the time he's done playing defensive tackle. Really good edge rushers. They don't have to commit. You know, they they don't have to commit as many guys in the box. Like their lines were doing the job there, and like that line beat Auburn's offensive line. Now, can Auburn's offensive line beat AM's, I mean, uh, Mississippi State's defensive line? Probably. You look at their first three levels, their linebackers and their, their defensive linemen, only one blue chip guy in that whole rotation. One of them is a really good blue chip, but he's kind of a backup defensive tackle for them. And it's like, okay, Auburn, you have run the ball, or have you, at times, I would say the Arkansas game in the fourth quarter, definitely all game long against Ole Miss. You've been able to run the ball, run the ball against these teams that aren't as big and as tough and as physical and as strong as you in the trenches. I think strategically, they give it gives you some opportunities because of the way they're aligned, and it's still a really good defense that tackles well. They tackle a whole lot better than Ole Miss does. Right. 
but yeah, this is this is one of those games where it's like now or never kind of question mark. Like you got to do it because if you're able to run the ball pretty well this week, you can kind of build up some momentum. You can find ways to to finish strong down the stretch in this. If you don't, I don't know if you've seen South Carolina. You know, one of their strengths relative on a team that's had some struggles this year is that they've got talent up front. Yeah. They've recruited well on the defensive line. And so it's like, you got to get this out. You got to take this opportunity when it comes your way. So if Auburn's able to run the ball, it loosens up that secondary. It loosens up those second and third levels where they like to flood, flood the flood the field with certain guys. And, you know, you feel like a better shot. It can look more like the Ole Miss game and the Arkansas game for both Bo Nix and the passing game. You got to be able to run the ball. This team has got to be balanced. And they do not have the passing game at this moment to just line up and say we're going to win by throwing the ball, you know, a, a lot. That just yeah. it, it's just that's not what they're doing. So they got to have that balance, and they got to run the ball. I want to take a second to tell you about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever created throughout the entire um, history of mankind. Yeah, it's, it's that good. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. All their bars very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in uh, grams of sugar you look at the ingredients it's like oh these are all things that are good for me and you're like how in the world could this possibly taste good i don't know but it does i encourage you to go to built.com you can check out all the amazing different flavors they've got a flavor for everyone they've got fruity flavors they've got you know your more savory flavors and your your chocolate and your peanut butter type flavors as well all at built.com they also have a bunch of other um healthy products like um Built Broth and Built Boost and uh, all kinds of different things. So Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, our friends at BetOnline.ag, it's the best place on the internet to place all of your sports wagers. Um, Be sure to check all that out now that college basketball is here. There's even more things to bet on. A ton of college basketball games every single night. So glad that that's here. Absolutely love it. Uh, When you make your first deposit at betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. We've got a few minutes left, and and Jay Ferg, I just mentioned college basketball being back. Perfect time to sign up uh, for a membership at, uh, at the Auburn Observer. 100%. Uh, We're covering Auburn football and Auburn basketball full blast right now. The more we get deeper into basketball season and when football season tails off, I mean, we will, we'll be covering every game and, uh, and all the angles for, for Auburn hoops. So if you are excited about this team, as I know a lot of people are uh, out there, uh, auburnobserver.com, $6 a month, $60 a year. Uh, the observations we did Wednesday morning came out Wednesday morning from that opener. Like I said, almost clocked in at 3,000 words. There's a lot to get into, a lot of stats, uh, rotation charts. Um, well, yeah, a lot, when a, a million interest. guys play, there's more guys you got to write about. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff there. And I'm just generally just really excited to cover Auburn basketball and, and, and excited that we'll have something of a normal season again. So, uh, auburnobserver.com sign up there and everything we do gets sent to your inbox football and basketball yeah just wait till Alan Flanagan comes back then all of your stories are gonna Woo. be like 3,500 words right and how that's yes. gonna work yes he, that, that will how that will be how it works yeah um I mean what'd you see from this group against yeah. Moorhead State I mean they did a lot of really really fun things yeah, I, I thought the big the big one for me is that you look at their their scrimmage and uh their exhibition 
the word on them and also like in practice is the words like, Hey, we're turning the ball over a little too much and the defensive efforts, not where it needs to be. Well, those two things were exactly where they wanted them to be in game one. Oh yeah. Uh, they played, they played defense with a lot of tenacity. Everybody got involved. When you have this backcourt that can pressure you and get in your grill, the best thing for them is having Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith and that front court behind them. Cause those guys are long rim protectors. And so you can gamble a little bit more. You can play up. You can play tight, and if they get past you, well, you've got superhumans down low that they're, they're going to be able to swat shots right. and affect shots. So that's perfect for Zepp Jasper and uh, and and Katie Johnson. Definitely, it's going to be awesome when uh, Alan Flanagan comes back. Um, I thought I thought Devin Cambridge looked better on the defensive end on on uh, on Tuesday night. I thought Wendell Green played good defense uh, for for a guy his size. I mean, that defensive tenacity was there from the beginning, and it stayed pretty much strong all the way. Now, when the game got a little slower. Auburn looked a little fatigued. It is game one. They gave a lot of energy early on, and it was like, oh, kind of make the adjustment. Moorhead State runs really good stuff. They're very confident in what they do. They're very efficient when they hold on uh, hold on to the basketball. Um, and so they were able to work their way back in, but fired it away. And, yeah, offensively, you can just tell that this team's going to have a lot of weapons, um, that you can get a really efficient night from Jabari Smith and, you know, he didn't take a ton of shots. Um, you know, Kessler, if he can get that three point falling, man, it's going to, it's going to look, it's good. That offense looks completely different. Wendell Green is fun. Katie Johnson can be a spark, even if he's coming off the bench offensively. There's just a lot to really, really like about that team and, and offensively. And when they hit walls, when they hit that wall in the second half, they managed to push through it because right now, until they develop that game to game consistency in that half court offense, there's a lot of value in just being able to say, we're going to get the rebound, we're going to run, and we're going to play a little pickup basketball on them because we're that big and that athletic and that talented, especially against some of the teams that are going to be playing early in the year. Yeah, and there's going to be some nights where they go out and it just doesn't work and it just doesn't mesh just because they haven't been playing together that much. But yep. the goal, right, is once the conference season starts, yep. you get all that behind you. Like, this is yep. all essentially just a glorified practice, just getting your mind right, figuring out who you are before SEC play starts. Right, yeah. Non-conference play is for getting everybody on the same page, getting Alan Flanagan back in and plugged in, yeah. get, get everything built out there. And then, honestly, your wins in non-conference really just maybe will affect your seating in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty much it, right? You will be judged, ultimately, by what you do in the, in the bloodbath that will be SEC basketball this year. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know making a final four is very, very cool. But, you know, the accomplishment of winning an SEC title or even finishing top four in this league this year is like, that's a bigger measurement of your success. So you're going to be ultimately judged by what you do in SEC play. And then you position yourself in the right spot by what you did in non-conference and how you how well you finished in the regular season. Okay, put yourself in your best position to make a run in, in, in March Madness. But, yeah, I mean, this is about getting everybody on the same page. And there will be some games where it doesn't click. And there will probably be some games where they lose um, here in, in, in non-conference play. But it's not going to be the end of the world. And number two, it's going to ultimately serve the greater purpose, which is be your best be your best for what's about to come in SEC play. And, uh, yeah, I think the schedule sets up pretty well to get, get those uh, kinks worked out. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, Jay Ferg, once again, how can folks sign up for The Observer? Yeah, ArmandObserver.com. Sign up there. $6 a month or $60 a year. Once you're in, you get everything we do sent to your email inbox. That is film rooms and football, basketball analysis, football analysis, podcasts, mailbags, all that good stuff. 
So sign up there. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time as always. We'll talk again next week. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. You can uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please click that uh, that subscribe button, like the video. Really helps the channel a ton. means a ton. Thank you so much. Thank you for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. For your second listen, I encourage you to head over to check out Locked on SEC. Chris Gordy does a great job over there. But hey, we will be back on Monday to recap the weekend. This has been Locked on Auburn. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.